All right, we're talking about water baptism today. So let me just tell you up front today, at the goal of this message is today that if you have never gone public with your faith through water baptism, that you would make a decision and say, yes, next Sunday I'm going public with my faith to be water baptized. Or maybe you were, you've gone public before, but maybe you're such a small child that now as an adult you have a better understanding of what that decision means and you say, I want to do that. I mean, I would love, we, we've done it before, where we've, we've baptized whole families before. What a beautiful sight when we have dads coming with their children and moms coming with their children and husband and wife coming up and getting baptized together. Man, I'm telling you, it's going to be a big party next week as we celebrate all those who are going public with their faith. Are you excited about it? Next week, we're going to have a good time, man. So today, we want to talk about water baptism. And really, the question becomes simply this, what's preventing you? What's preventing you from going public, from being water baptized? What's stopping you? Turn to your neighbor and say, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? What's preventing you from going public with your decision to say, I am a Christ follower? Now, we find this decision happening all throughout Scripture when people have made a decision to follow after God, to be to say, you know what, I'm putting my faith in God, my faith in Jesus, that we've seen immediately following or soon after people made a decision to be water baptized. It's all throughout Scripture. You'll find this all throughout Scripture. People were baptized, water baptism, when they were saved, it became a public confession of their faith. Now, some of you here today may say, well... My, my relationship with God is a very personal thing. It's not a public thing. And I would tell you that that's very true, that when we make a decision, it's a personal decision. I can't make that decision for you. You've got to make your own decision. Uh, but let me make it very clear that the Bible says that there is only one way. There's only one way to Jesus, only one way to God. There's a lie out there today that tells you that there are many roads and they all lead to God. And that's so not true. That's a trick of the enemy. There is only one way. His name is Jesus. There's only one way to the Father. His name is Jesus. Only one way a man can be saved. His name is Jesus. Make it very clear today. Let's don't water it down. Even though we're talking about water baptism, there's only one way. In any other way, we're being deceived. It's through Jesus. It's the only way that we can receive salvation and be restored back into our relationship with the Father. Now today, when you make that decision, it is a, a private decision. You make that decision. Yeah, it's a personal decision. But listen, we're not called to keep it as a personal decision. There comes a time when you got to make a decision and say, you know what, I'm going public with my faith. To say, you know what, I am publicly identifying with Jesus Christ burial, his death, his burial, and resurrection. That's what water baptism is. It says, I am being joined to Christ, and I'm becoming now a public confession that I am making Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Now, I've known many people who have been baptized shortly after they were saved, and some waited a while, and some people waited a long time. It doesn't make a difference. There'll be no shaming today, I can tell you that. Simply encouraging that we want you to really deeply consider and make a decision to go public with your faith to say, you know what, I want to be water baptized. It's the point today that we have to all come to this identity in our lives. You see, water baptism is an identity marker. 
It's a marker in your life when you look and say, you know what, that was a time. I remember this day. I remember this event when I got public baptized in the water and I made a public confession to the world that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. It's, it's a point of public identification. Now, let me say this to you, that really we have an identity crisis going on in the world today. Let's be honest. We really struggle with true identity. That's why I believe, personally, that you know all these filters are really popular now to use on all of our photos, on social media. Come on, some of you guys know you're addicted to all those filters and all those uh, Snapchat uh, filters and what you use on Instagram and Facebook. You guys are filtering. I mean, you have so much filter, we can't tell who you really are, honestly. Just be honest with you. You know, some of them have like doggy ears and a dog tongue coming out, you know, and you use those and they're cute. Some of them uh, take and swap faces with somebody else. You can swap a face with somebody next to you or you can take a picture of a, of a movie star, you know, and you can swap their face with them. Uh, there's all kinds. You get big glasses and freckles. I mean, you have all kinds of fun things. And I think the reason why these are really popular, not only are they fun, but for being really honest, they can help cover some of our flaws, right? They can cover, they can cover some of our insecurities. You know, if you have certain selfies you want to post, that's a good picture. All except, oh, I don't like that part of my body. So if I put the Snapchat filter, that'll hold, that'll hide this part of my nose. Well, this will hide my ears. Well, this will hide this part of my forehead. This will hide, you know, we have all these things and we post it and we put all these filters. You ain't fooling nobody. Everybody knows you're embarrassed, okay? So let's just be honest today. You know, you make it. Some of you, if you ever had to have your lineup identified, if someone had, if you went missing, we would never find you because your profile picture is a lie. I'm telling you, we've been filtered so much. We're like, who is that person? I've never seen them before. We filter it up. You know, we spend hours all day long trying to get the perfect angle and the perfect picture, and we filter it up. Why? Because we don't. For honest, we really just don't think the true us is good enough, right? Our, our true self is, we don't feel like our self-image is good enough. We don't feel worthy. And so we'll, we'll continue to do that. I think it really is the driving force behind really what we do. And really, if we're honest today, if we're saying today, if we're looking in the mirror today, when we look in the mirror, we really see through a filter. Uh, Pastor Jeff, come give me a hand here. Take this mirror, and I want you to walk around the front of each, each uh, section. Let them look in the mirror and see here today that if we're really being honest, that when we look into the mirror today, that we don't really see our true self. When we look in our mirror, we see failures. We see unwanted. We see maybe an ugly self-image. We see sin. We see our past things we've gone through. We see a life without purpose that's boring. Uh, we have all these things, and when we look in the mirror, for really being honest, we, we really see these things right here. This is really the way we see ourselves. And we, you know, I have a hard time seeing myself in the mirror because I, I see the person I used to be, and I, I see the mistakes I made, and I see the way people remind me I am. And I'm held to a bondage of a, a parent who said I'd never amount to anything, or someone who told me I was ugly, or someone who told me I was fat, or somebody who told me that, you know, I would never make it, somebody who told me that nobody would ever want me. And we have all these filters that we're looking at our lives through or some of us just made some big mistakes in our life you know and we have all these things we're looking at and they, they continue to come and they haunt us to the point where every time we look in the mirror that's really what we see but this is you know it's really the great thing is this that Jesus came to give us a different filter Jesus came to change our perception Jesus came to say yeah 
you did wrong, but Jesus did right. What he did on the cross, he now became that you and I can now become in right standing with God. That's what he calls, he's made us righteous. That we become in right standing. He takes my wrong and he, he did right. He takes my burdens and he makes them light. I'm a burden to somebody else, so I have a lot of burdens I'm carrying. Jesus says, take those burdens and cast them onto me. Let me carry them for you. We failed. We had failure in our life, and, and Jesus came to set us free from failure. He came to say, you're not a mistake. You're more than a mistake. You're more than your past. You're more than a failure. Your life is boring. He said, I've come to give you life and give it to you the fullest, man, to give you purpose and meaning. We come and we see big sin in our life. And Jesus says, I've come to cover your sin with grace. We come and we see ourselves as ugly and unwanted. And Jesus says, no, you are beautiful. You are created. You are hand-created, crafted. He says, the scripture interprets it, that we are God's masterpiece. We are his creation. How much does he love you? You know, you were unwanted. He wanted you so much that he paid the ultimate price by giving his one and only son to die that you and I can now be reunited with him. You tell me he wants you. He wants you so much. You are not unwanted. Now you are wanted. I'm telling you, God wants to be with you. God longs to talk with you. God wants to be in fellowship with you. God wants to spend eternity with you. You are wanted. But when we look in the mirror, if we're not careful, all we can see is this. All we can see is the filter of all this filth. But this is the great thing about water baptism, that we take water and we realize that when we're baptized, that Jesus came to do this in our life. Jesus came to erase that. And when we use the water of water baptism, it doesn't erase our sins, but it publicly does this. It changes our filter. Oh, look at this. My wife's like, can't you do this at home, honey, to your bathroom mirror, please? Toothpaste all over. Okay, there we go. All right. This is the beauty of water baptism. It changes our filter. No longer am I identified by the person of my past, but now I'm going public and saying, I'm identifying with what Jesus did on the cross. The old man's been passed. I'm no longer a failure, but I've got purpose. No longer am I covered in sin, but now I'm covered in grace. No longer am I unwanted, but now I'm wanted by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. My life has been changed. I've got a new purpose. And I've been found that God loves me. And I'm a love, value child in the kingdom of God. And it changes my purpose. It changes my outlook. And so when I get water baptized, it changes my filter now the way I see my life. Someone give God a praise and say, that's good. Yes, I'm, God is changing the way he sees me. He's changing my self-image. Now, today, I want you to know that when we're water baptized, it changes a lot of things in our life. You know... Water baptism, it becomes a marker to us. It becomes a marker to us. Look what Romans 6, 3 and 4 says. Talking about water baptism. He goes, or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism. So look at this again. He goes, don't, don't forget, okay? That's what he's saying. Don't forget when you were baptized. Don't forget it. Because when you're baptized, he says, you're joined with Christ Jesus in our baptism. We joined him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead 
by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. See, we, he says, don't forget. Some of you, maybe you were baptized a long time ago. And I know it's here to remind you today. Don't forget the power of your baptism. Don't forget that you were joined to Jesus. Don't forget today. And if you haven't gone public with your faith and been water baptized, he says, now, now is the time. We get baptized. Now is my time to get baptized. And say, yes, I'm going public that I can be joined. Let the world know that I am joined with Jesus Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection. It becomes a milestone in our life. He says, don't forget that, man. It's a milestone. It's a marker for us. So write this down. The first thing is this. Remember your baptism. Remember your baptism. Listen, it's important, this. What's important is not what I feel about myself. What's important is the way God feels about me. Are you hearing me? What's important, I, I can preach to you, so we, oh, you've got to change the way you think about yourself, and I understand all that, and I believe in all that, okay? But what's, how do you do that? When I start believing what God says about me, that will change the way I see myself and the way I think about myself. And water baptism becomes a, another avenue of me connecting to God and saying, you know what? Publicly, publicly I'm identifying with Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Don't forget your baptism. Don't forget it. If you haven't done it, you need to do it, okay? We did the open chair a few weeks ago and talked about how we had the open chair for anybody who comes into the church who are seeking to know Jesus, who needs to make Jesus their personal Savior. But many people who come into the open chair, when they come in, they make a decision to be Christ's followers. And they, they move from the open chair to the chair where we talked about the new Christian's chair. And, but the problem is that many of us get stuck in the new Christian's chair a long time. Because we've never gone public with our faith. We've never been obedient to be water baptized. And so maybe some of you here, you're saying, you know what? I mean, I've been stuck and I've been wondering why I've been stuck at a certain level. Or I've been stuck at a certain thing. i just here to say, if you're not obedient, you're not going to walk in the fullness of your salvation that God wants you to. Now, the question is simply this. Can I, can I be saved and go to heaven without being water baptized? And some people will tell you you can't. I, the way I interpret the scripture, I believe you actually can. But this is because we see proof of this in scripture. We see where the thief was on the cross. And remember when he was crying out on the cross to Jesus? And he's like, this man, he did no wrong. And in his own way, the thief on the cross was crying out saying, this, this is the son of God. And he said, he says, remember me today. Remember me. You know, and Jesus said, I, I'll remember you, man. And today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't come off the cross. He didn't get water baptized. Jesus said, today you're going to be with me in heaven, okay? And so we see that. But we who have been given the opportunity to should be doing it. If we've been given the opportunity to and we have an opportunity to, we need to learn to be obedient and walk that out and say, I want to be baptized. He says, remember your baptism. Remember it. Don't let it go. Remember it. If you did it, remember it. If you haven't done it, remember to be baptized. Do it. If you were baptized at a camp, if you were baptized in a pool, if you were baptized in a creek, if you were baptized in a church, wherever it was, remember. Remember that day. Remember the power that that represents in your life. Look at Romans 6, 2 says. I love the way the message paints this picture. Look what it says to us. If we left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? 
Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. Is when we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. And when we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace. A new life, a new land. You know, we wouldn't be living in an old rundown shack and you saved and you worked for 20 years. They buy you a new house and you go out and buy a new house or you build a new house. And then you say, you know what? I think I'll go live in the old house. I know we worked 20 years to buy this house, honey, but I'm going to go stay in the old house. It's run down. It's got leaks everywhere. The floor's uneven. The carpet's shagged and out of date. You know, nothing works. The pipes are leaking. The porch is falling apart. Shingles are missing off. But hey, I'm going to hang out there and ignore this new house. We would never do that. And this is what the scripture is teaching us. It's saying the same way that when we leave, we leave the country of sin, we enter into the country of grace. When we don't go back living there, now we're living in the country of grace. Let me tell you this, that when you are water baptized, it doesn't stop you from sinning. Okay? Water baptism doesn't stop you from sinning, but what it does is simply this. I step out and I enter into a new place of grace that covers all of my sins. And because I'm living under the umbrella of now God's grace, living in the new house of God's grace, which covers all of my sins, it now pushes me to say, you know what? I never want to go back to that old house again. I never want to go back to that old lifestyle again. I never want to go back to that place where I'm looking at myself that way again. I never want to go back and live in that filth the way I used to. It drives me. No, I've got value. I'll never be treated that way again. I'll never do this again. I'll never I'll leave that place. doesn't mean you won't have mistakes, but when you do make mistakes, you're under the umbrella of grace, and I'm not going back there. It, it drives me. And pushes me to know that now I'm a citizen connected to Jesus Christ through water baptism. And now I'm pursuing a life of grace. A life pursuing the kingdom of God. Let's don't go back to that place, man. Let's don't get water baptized and walk back and be the same person we used to be. No, God's called you up to a higher standard. God's calling you up to a higher level of living. God's got something so much better for you. Quit going back there and kneading with the pigs. Let's get out of here and live our life to the fullest, the greatest adventure God's ever got for us. God's purpose of his kingdom. That's what he wants in our life. Turn to your neighbor and say, I ain't going back. I'm not going back. You know, I was remembering the stories. I was getting this message ready. Uh, when my kids were small and little, that uh, we were, I'd been baptized in that week at church and we were, they were getting their nightly baths, and they were really small. And they're like, Daddy baptized me, so I'm baptizing them in the bathtub. You know, do it again. You know, I do it again. It's my turn. I want to do it too. So they're taking turns. I'm, I'm baptizing them in the bathtub. We're having fun there, you know. And all of a sudden, Preston, he stops. He looks at me with this very serious expression on his face. He says, Dad, does this mean i got to be good now? <laughs> You know, and I was just inside. I was like, you know, so it was so cute because there was, even in, at a young age, there was something that was clicking on his brain that it needs to be a change. You know, there's a change, and you know, when we are water baptized, there should be a change. I am a citizen. I'm a citizen of God. Why would I go back 
to that person. doesn't mean I'm perfect. No, I'm not going to need grace. That's why I'm living in the land of grace. But I'm, I'm leaving the place I used to be, and I'm on a lifelong journey to walk in the purpose that God has destined for me. A better place. It's a place of grace. Today, I want you to be water baptized. If you haven't been water baptized, you need to say yes. And so today, you got to make number two. got to stop your excuses. you just you got to stop making excuses. Well, you know, I want to be baptized, but i got to stop making excuses. Some of us here, like, I'll get water baptized, but I'm trying to change some things in my life first. Listen, you'll never change on your own. You don't have the power to change on your own. That's why we, we come as we are to Jesus. We come as we are to God. We make a public confession, and then we allow the power of God to empower us to start walking away from the old person we used to be, and now we're walking in the new country, pursuing a life full of grace, full of God's purpose. And so don't try to change yourself. Well, I've been addicted to some things. I've got to change some addictions in my life. I've got to change some things the way I'm living. I've got to change this, and you'll never, listen, you'll never do it on your own. None of us can, okay? None of us are good enough on our own. But that's what the beautiful thing is that when we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, it empowers us to, to leave. And that comes through me connecting with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God's calling me to change. Stop making excuses. I, well, you know, I, I was baptized as a child. Well, I was baptized as a baby. And so I don't need to do that now. I don't need to do that now. And I say, that, was it your decision? Was it your decision to be baptized, or did someone make that decision for you? You know, if your parents made a decision to baptize you as a baby, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, thank God you had parents who loved you enough to, to have that beautiful ceremony and to, to pray over you and to allow that blessing to come. But let me tell you, it doesn't really mean anything unless you make a decision to be baptized on your own. We all have to make a decision on our own, a point where you make it on. That's why I was saying as a young kid, you know, I was baptized a couple of times. Every year at camp, I was jumping in the river. I was jumping in the pool. I was more worried about Robert about getting swimming than I was about being baptized, if I can completely be honest, okay? But as a, an older adult, as I began to get into Bible college, and I began to study, and, and I just, God's word come alive in my life, and I began to change my life, I just felt this strong compelling that I needed to do it as an adult as well. I needed to make a decision that I went in front of my peers, and I, I said, I want to be baptized, I want to be baptized. Why? Because I was making a decision. God was doing something on the inside of me, and I wanted to make sure everybody knew that I was publicly identifying by my choice to say I'm being water baptized. So today, don't let excuses stop you. I love, I love the attitude we see here in Acts 8, 36. There's an Ethiopian riding in a chariot. Uh, he's long, going alongside the road. He's got Philip with him, and the the Bible picks it up here. It says, as they went along the road, they came to some water. The Ethiopian, the eunuch said, what? He goes, look, water. How, 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 you know, how simple is this? I love this. Look, water. Look, water. Hey, look, water. Pretty profound, right? No. He said, look, water. Then his next statement was, what, what prevents me? For being baptized. He was wanting to be baptized. He's with Philip. He's like, Philip, you baptize people all the time. Look, water. I've got a minister. I've got water. Look. What's stopping me? Let's do it right now. He jumps off the chariot, runs down, and gets baptized. 
You know, I love that. What's stopping you today? What's stopping you? What's stopping you today? Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Some of you here, a pastor, I just don't like getting in front of all those people. I don't like getting wet in front of a lot of people. So we're going to bail out of this one. Jesus knows my heart. Let's be really honest. I don't want to get my hair wet in front of everybody. Come on, ladies. Now, you know I'm telling the truth. Sometimes we like to struggle with that a little bit. And this is why we'll have you over here to the side. Well, you know, as soon as we get you, get you baptized, you'll come right out. You'll get a towel. You'll go out the side door, and you can go back to the bathroom. And if you want to, you can redo your hair and come back and join us later, okay? It's all right. But let me simply say this to you. I know that some people, it's not easy to get up in front of people and to be baptized in front of people. Some people have a hard time with that. But let me just ask you this question. We'll make this statement. Did Jesus have a hard time dying for us on the cross? I mean, Jesus paid the ultimate price for us. He gave his life. He allowed himself to be tortured to death in our place. I think the very least we can do is go public and say, I'll allow myself to get wet for Jesus. What's stopping you? What's stopping you? Cut, come on, cut out the excuses. Well, people, I've been saved a long time. If I don't do it, people are going to think that I should have done this a long time ago. No, that's just the enemy telling you that we'll do nothing but celebrate. I can tell you that I have baptized several, several of our leaders here after they're already in leadership. I've baptized some of our staff before after they're already on staff. I mean, we're going to do nothing but celebrate. It's going to be a great time. Don't let the enemy talk you out of it. Don't let the enemy say, oh, don't do that. Your hair be wet. Your makeup will run or, you know, all these things. No, come. I guarantee it's going to be such a powerful Sunday. And we're going to celebrate. It's just like a big party around here because we celebrate when people go public with their faith. And so cut out the excuses. Come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, cut out the excuses. Stop the excuses. Come on, tell them with authority. Stop the excuses. It's time. See, baptism symbolizes these four things today as we're getting, getting close to you. Look what it says here. Uh, four things. Obedience. Let me ask you this. Was Jesus baptized? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Jesus was baptized. Remember, he went to John the Baptist. His cousin John, John baptized me. And John's like, no way, man. I can't baptize you. you I'm not worthy, man. And he's like, no, you got to do this. You got to fulfill the, the will of the Father. And think about this. If there was one person who didn't need to be baptized, who's ever walked this earth, it was Jesus, right? He who knew no sin. If somebody would have had to bypass to say, all right, we'll give you a pass. You don't need to be baptized. It would have been Jesus. But Jesus said, no, I must, I must do the will of the Father. What you see me do, I'm doing the will of the Father. What you hear me say, I'm saying the will of the Father. And so Jesus led by example and allowed himself to be baptized. See, it's just really a question of whether or not we'll be obedient. Obedient to the Scripture. Obedient to the will of God. If we have a chance to be baptized, we should jump at that chance. If we have an opportunity, we should take that opportunity. Say, yes, I want to go public with my faith. Yes, I want to declare that I am identifying with the, the death, burial, and resurrection. 
It becomes identification. Yes, I am saying today that I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. And when they buried him, I'm being buried in the water. And when I came up through the waters, I'm being resurrected. Remember that our Savior was he died on the cross for our sins. He was buried in the tomb. And then three days later, he, three days later, he rose again from the grave. I, that's what I'm saying. When I get publicly uh, baptized, it's identifying with those three things. It becomes a washing. It symbolizes a washing of my sins away. It comes to symbolizing that the water washes away my past. It washes away who I used to be. It washes away. And now I've got a new destiny. Now. God is changing me. So the water symbolizes the washing of my sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Remember the children of Israel. When they were trying to get free, Pharaoh says, no, I'm not letting them go. I've got a hold of them. They're my slaves. They're not being let go. God said, Pharaoh, he told Pharaoh through Moses, take the blood Put it over the, the post of the doorpost of the homes, and everybody who has the spotless lamb's blood, well, the death angel will pass over. But those who don't, God's judgment is going to come. And remember that night, it says it was a night of, of much, much uh, only rejoicing because people were set free, but it was also a lot of, a lot of sorrow because God's judgment came. But all those who were covered by the blood experienced freedom. And he says, Moses, take your people, leave here, go. Go. And so the washing away, it, it, the water symbolizes I am washed, my sins have been washed away. But it also symbolizes I'm passing through judgment. Because the children of Israel, think about it, when they left, they left and Pharaoh was chasing after them. Remember, he changed his mind. And they had their, their back up against the army there. And then they're out there at the sea, the Red Sea, and they can't go nowhere. And God tells Moses to pick up his, his staff before the, the Red Sea and it parts, the waters part. And they cross through on dry ground. Remember that? So they're, they're passing through the same waters. They're going to come back and bring the judgment on Pharaoh's army. and kills Pharaoh's army. And so when we pass through, pass through on our way to the promised land, the land of grace. When we pass through that, the waters is symbolizing that judgment has been served. That God did judgment to Jesus on the cross. That we are passing through judgment, but we're not staying there. We've been judged, and when we rise again, we've been found clean. Isn't that awesome? That we stand before the Lord, that we have been judged. And when God sees us, he looks at us and says, I don't see you for the person that you used to be. I've erased all that now. And when I look at you, I see you the way I see my son. I look at you because of what Jesus did on the cross. Now I look at you and say, I see you as a son. I see you as a daughter. And he doesn't see us for the past we used to be. Now he sees us as a son and daughter of God. Somebody better give God a praise for that. Amen. Come on. Thank you for that. Listen, today, baptism doesn't save me. Jesus saves me. The act of baptism doesn't save me by itself. If I just want to get baptized to get saved, I'm doing it for the wrong purpose because Jesus is the one who saves me. Okay? Otherwise, I'm just getting wet. If I don't believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, I've got to believe in my heart. I've got to receive. I've got to confess that Jesus is my Lord. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. Jesus is the one who saves me. But it becomes an act of obedience. Look at some of the last words that Jesus gave his disciples and his followers before he descended. In Matthew 28, 19, he said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them 
in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That's what he told him. Go and baptize. Go and baptize. Go and baptize. So today I just simply ask you the question, what's stopping you? I can tell you that there's nothing more beautiful than to see someone give their life to Jesus. It's one of the most exciting things we ever see here. When someone goes public with that faith decision, it's even more exciting because you're saying, I'm going public with the decision I've made to follow Jesus. So today, I want you to bow your heads. As you bow your heads this morning, I just want to ask you the question. If you're here and say, Pastor, man, I, you're, you're dealing with me. I wish I had some men who would lead their family into water baptism next week. I wish I had a guy who would take their children. I wish I had a mom who would take their children. I wish I had a husband and wife who would do it together. I wish, I wish I had a whole family. I wish I had singles. I wish I had some high school students who said, I'm, I'm not afraid to go public. I wish I had some college students who were not afraid to go public. I wish I had somebody who's been saved for 20 years and said, I'm not afraid to admit it. I need to do it now. I wish I had somebody today who said, I'm ready to go public next week through water baptism. If that's you, if you want to go public next week here at Destiny, I want you just to raise your hand where I can see it. Thank you. Yeah, lots of hands going up. Yeah, come on, raise your hand. That's you. So I'm ready to go public. Man, we are excited. Come on, give these people a hand clap. This is exciting. Yes. Today, before you leave, if you want to be water baptized next week, we want you to stop back here at the Welcome Center. I've got a sign-up sheet for you back there. We want you to sign up. Let us know which service you want to be baptized in, who's all going to be baptized. We'll send you information this week, letting you know what time we want you to meet. And go through everything that's going to go through next week. But we are excited to baptize you next week. Now, I want you to simply bow your heads again. I want to ask you a question. If you're here, say, Pastor, I, before I can get baptized, I just simply got to be honest and say, I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That's what I need to do. First and foremost, I need to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. I've never done that. And we won't do anything to single you out or embarrass you, I promise you. But we want to give you a chance to allow Jesus to be Lord of your life today. And if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, with nobody looking but me, can you just simply raise your hand and say, it's me, Pastor, I want to. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else? I'm ready to accept Jesus. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we have hands going up across the auditorium. Anybody else want to join these one more time? So that's me. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. All right. Let's pray this prayer together. We raise your hands. We want you to say this prayer out loud with me. And as Christians sitting around you, we're going to say it out loud with you to help you along. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me my sins. I give you all of my life. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. From this day forward, I will follow after you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you say, welcome to the family of God. Come on, give him a big hand clap. Yes. It's exciting. Stand on your feet this morning. I'm telling you, next week, we're going to party, okay? We're going to party. It's going to be, we're going to be clapping. We're going to be cheering. We're excited for those who made the decisions. Please today, we want you to sign up. Don't forget to sign up. Let us know you're going to do that. We want to get you here. We want to baptize you next week. It's going to be a time of celebration. So you come ready to celebrate, okay? Come on, let's close out with this song. How many love Jesus this morning? Do you love him? Are you thankful for what he did on the cross? Come on, make it personal, Pastor There is a name I crawl in times of trouble. There is a song that 
comforts in the night. There is a voice that calms the storm that rages. He is Jesus, oh Jesus, who walks on the waters, who speaks to the sea, who stands in the fire beside me. He rules like a lion, he led as a lamb, he carries my healing hand. He walks on the waters, you speak to the sea, you stand in the fire beside me. You roar like a lion, you bled as the lamb, and you carry my healing in your hands. His name is Jesus. Father, I thank you today Lord, for every person in this room. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the person who's already raised their hand, who's already made a decision, they're going to they're gonna go public next week with water baptism. Lord, I pray, that, Father, they'll follow through with that, God. They won't let anybody discourage them. But God, they'll be excited all week, anticipating their chance to go public through water baptism. Father, I thank you, Lord, you're raising up men who are going to lead their families next week in water baptism. Moms are going to lead their families, Lord. College students are going to stand up. High school students, junior high students, they're going to make a stand in front of their peers and say they're putting Jesus first in their life. And they're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. And Father, I thank you. It's going to be a celebration. And God, may we never forget, Lord, the promise, Lord. May we forget, Lord, what happens that we are joined with you through water baptism. And we celebrate you together. Come on, put your hands together one more time. Let's give God a shout of praise. Can we do that? Now listen, I really need you to stop by and sign up if you want to be baptized. We'll send you all the information you need to find out. Okay? God bless you. We love you. You have a great rest of your day.